Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, a lot of people don't see things that go down on social media just because they mm-hmm. are not chronically online. Like, unlike me. I wish that was me. <sighs> Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast CBL Podcast. I'm your host Pixie and with me are my co-hosts Kayla and Alexa. Hello. Hey. So our episode today kind of came around because we are annoyed and <laughs> enraged. To say the least. And <laughs> yeah. I think like the whole Kin Porsche thing kind of pushed it over the edge to the point mm. that we need to talk about this because yeah. so much shit has happened the last couple of years it needs to be out there and it needs to be noticed Mm. so we're gonna talk about some controversial stuff which shouldn't be controversial because it shouldn't happen but yeah 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 so first out like i said ken porsche not the series that's the problem the authors Kayla did a video about this, so if you want, like, full details of everything, you can watch her video. She explains everything. Oh my god, I've been so mad. Like, these authors have been using, like, every privilege, everything they have to abuse these actors in such a blatant way. Like... It's, I don't understand how this hasn't, like, been addressed and why nothing has been done about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really frustrating the further you see stuff going back. And, like, I think the situation with Barcode was the major, major catalyst, although there had been some talk of situations with Mile and Oppo in the past. But I think when it happened with barcode and with him being a minor that really like was a major catalyst for people and then you start going back and finding all of these other past interactions even beyond what people were aware of at the time like Mayo bringing up the situation in the live that he did at one point but like you find even more of these videos and knowing the context of what happened with barcode you 
are looking at the way the authors are interacting with the actors and looking at the way the actors are responding to the author's interactions. And you can just Mm -hmm. see that like something's not right there between with that relationship and the way they're interacting. And it just like, is really, it makes you feel so icky to go back and like watch all of these clips in like a completely different light and, and see the way that, you know, they're interacting with each other and how yucky it is. Yeah. I mean, the conversations and clips that we've seen, like, I felt physically ill watching it because yeah. it's so Same. bad. Yeah. And let's just say this, like, there were people commenting on Kayla's video that were defending the author yes. saying that it yes. wasn't anything. And I just, dude. Yeah, there have been a lot that I'm like, I'm not so sure about. Like, I've seen a lot of victim blaming being like, Mm. Mile has, Mile is rich and he has all this power. How could anyone ever harass him? They wouldn't dare to harass him, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, it all feeds into that stereotype that like men can't be victims of Mm -hmm. abuse. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, and the worst part in this is that the company hasn't done anything. Like, there hasn't even been... Like, they usually are pretty good at putting out stuff when stuff happens. But But with the authors, it's just like... Radio silent. They will put out a a statement about something completely different that's going on at the same time, but no matter how many hashtags are going on around them about the authors, it's just like conveniently not being addressed, and that's like really not sitting well with me when it comes to it does like make it seem like the authors have a real like chokehold on production yeah Yeah. seems like there is something going on here that isn't right because if you remember back in the day of knitted man the series the fans in thailand got the book removed from yeah. the market, from yeah. shops, because it's a book that was once a fan fiction mm-hmm. of a K-pop I still artist. Can't believe that! <laughs> and they got the book removed. It, it's not sold anymore. They tried to get the series canceled, but it was already airing. Like that wasn't gonna happen. But dude, how do they manage to do this? And n- nothing has happened with these authors nothing yeah it's like you know there's no way they're not seeing the hashtags and the call outs because it's coming from both thai fans and international fans like i think a lot of people want to try and paint it as like international fans making an issue out of nothing or not Mm. understanding the culture culture. yeah but thai fans are a lot of the reason that these things started being brought to light so All of the fans of Kin Portion, all of the fans of, of the cast are seeing it as an issue. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no way that Beyond Cloud is not aware of how fans are feeling about the authors and the things that are being discussed in regards to the authors. So, yeah, you just know it's, like, them prioritizing being able to produce further Kin Portion contents over their yeah. cast and their safety, yeah. which is Money. kind of fucked. And I just want to say to anyone coming out here with the culture thing. There are countries out there that literally their culture is like st- 
stoning women just because it's the culture doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. don't. I don't know how many times we have to say that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking about like, obviously this is a very American example, but it's that idea of just like workplace harassment that we'll see in like a, like a show like Minute Men. Is that what that's called? That's like set in like the fifties or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like, so much used to be tolerated and I think so much still is Mm -hmm. tolerated depending on how conservative the culture is and it gets to the point where you really do think that it's normal because it's all you know Mm -hmm. but sometimes you really just have to reflect on the environment that you grew up in and be like yeah I'm not sure if we should keep letting this slide yeah, there's a difference between respecting the culture and calling out something that's wrong yeah, yeah. When I don't it's think this it's bad. Like, sexual harassment yeah. is bad. Yeah, that's not, you know, bringing light to that isn't being culturally insensitive or disrespecting Thai culture. Like, yeah, like, like Kayla was saying, like, we can understand that these might be situations that, you know, Thai people are used to growing up in and, and not bringing light to and just kind of letting happen. But that doesn't mean that pointing out that these situations are not right is disrespecting Thai culture. Like, I don't think that's a connection that you can make when you're trying to argue against bringing these situations to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So if anyone is like curious about everything and haven't seen anything, just go watch Kayla's video. Everything's there. So it's very detailed. Be, it goes through the yeah, timeline of events. And, and trigger warning. And, yeah. Like, if you don't tolerate stuff like that, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Honestly. And yeah. I saw someone like commenting that they were mad at Jeff for not like standing up for barcode. And, I'm just and like, that's, what that's where this whole issue of power imbalance comes in. Because what power does Jeff have what in that situation? <laughs> like, first of all, they were on a live stream with, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of people watching. Those authors not only have, like, age seniority over him, but in terms of him being an actor and them being the authors of the novel that he's acting in the series of, like, mm-hmm. there's so many ways that they are above Jeff when it comes to like seniority and that type of situation so the expectation that Jeff should just call them out in that situation and, and like honestly he did call them out in a polite he was way subtle. yeah exactly yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. so like him not overtly being like don't do that like I don't know what people expected him to do in that situation if, if he would have like, like came out and like yelled at them then people would say that he was rude Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like they just yeah, and all the focus would be on his rudeness other mm-hmm. and it would just slip by that this happened even. So like the best way to do it is just like let the internet do its job. But <laughs> the company isn't like doing anything about this. So yeah. I mean I think it's sort of like the popularity of the series that there isn't enough pressure for them to care. There needs to be a lot more pressure on this. I think, unfortunately, what needs to happen if, like, people really want to see Beyond Cloud address this situation is you have to start impacting their money. Mm -hmm. And 
that also means like not supporting things that the Ken Porsche cast is doing, which I think is hard for a lot of fans to do because they want to support the cast and things Mm -hmm. like the tour, because obviously the cast is very excited about that. But -hmm. at the same time, like the more popular Ken Porsche contents get, like the less likely we are to see, I feel like anything being addressed because Beyond Cloud is not going to want to jeopardize the possibility of keeping Kim Porsche contents coming. I mean, the best way to do anything right now is to completely boycott the release of the next um, English translated novel. Mm, Yeah, and the authors. The authors are expecting this. So they went out and like, yeah, we're going to give money to charity if you buy the book. Dude. What the fuck? Yeah. The weird, like, trying to save face politics and, like, and it just feels like such a slap in the face to the victims in the situation that they're like, mm-hmm. let's go out and donate to other unfortunate people. But, like, you're actively creating victims in the way that you treat these actors. So, oh, it's just, oh, so it makes me yeah, so and angry. This isn't new either that, like, higher ups are taking advantage of actors. Mm-hmm. We Not see it all the time. And it, happens all the time but nothing gets done about it as an other example of a company taking advantage of an actor was motive village when two moons two was filming there was a very high up person that was taking advantage of earth and he started getting excluded from the Two Moons 2 promotional stuff. He wasn't part of, like, the boy band they tried to create. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, we know that, like, he can sing and dance and stuff. So it makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, their reasoning was, like, wasn't it like he didn't fit in with could, the the yeah. vibe of the group or something? You're, yeah. Like, and I mean, was, are you compared? I know. Reason. I mean, I love Ben. But are you comparing Ben <laughs> To, like, Earth now. Like, you're putting Ben in the group and not Earth. Excuse me? Like, I love Ben. He is the cutest no, and the greatest. It was, he, dancing skills it was crazy. Is, yeah. Because, like, Earth, out of all of them, other than Nine, it seemed like he did have musical potential. Like, he sang yeah. in the series. He played <laughs> Literally. instruments in the series. So it's like, mm, I think. Yeah, and we saw him dancing right now in the new series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so so say no so test little dance they have. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's how you know it was a bullshit reasoning coming from someone who was pissed off that Earth was rejecting their advances, and that is originally like not originally, eventually what we learned happened through um, speaking out, which there's other issues to get into about that, but. When Earth eventually, I think he was the first one to kind of leave Motive Village and say he wouldn't be participating in Two Moons 3. And when that came to light, the whole situation kind of came to light because Om wanted to save him and stand up for him. But that led to Om taking advantage of Earth in that situation in his own way and trying to profit off of the situation. So, yeah, I mean, Om, he he was first one he was the whistleblower he was the one who told like everyone about mm-hmm. this 
Earth went to him in confidence. And this is what Arm has been saying himself. Earth went to him in confidence for telling him about what happened. He was the one who said something and made all of this happen. And I mean, Earth is in a contract. And yeah, like, stuff was happening. But was, like, going public that way, was that really the best way to do it? Yeah, unless the victim expressed, like, I need you to help me bring this situation to light because I can't do it on my own, then, like, he really didn't have a right to decide to make that story public on his own. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, too, that Om himself said that he did not have permission from Earth to say He said he didn't need permission. Yeah, he didn't need. It was just as much his story. And that's the kicker. How is it your story? Because he told you about it? Because he confided in you about it? That does not make it your story to tell. (laughs) Yeah, and he was a part of getting Earth out of the contract. Yeah, I acknowledge that. But he also used the situation to try and get him into his shows. So And use his situation to create a show. Yeah. He made like a fan fiction that he wrote himself and made it into a show where he wanted Earth to originally be in, what do you call it? Call it by... Call it what you want. Call it what you want. Mm -hmm. He wanted Earth to be in that show, but obviously that didn't happen. Earth joined Secret Admirer, which was still Arm's show, by the way. So he was taking advantage of this whole situation and all the support that Earth was getting. Yeah. And during the casting, Art showed up. And he was seeing all the internet, like, support for Art. Because a lot of people think he's, like, been mistreated or whatever ever since the Mew scandal. And he latched onto Art as well. To the point that he brought Art with him. And he got thrown off Secret Admirer after bullying a woman who has cancer, who was the author. Yeah. And didn't he, like, also bring up the Mew art situation yeah, years after it he happened? Did. And, like, was, like, all out in support of art. And it's just art. this weird mindset he has of using his power as a director and someone who's saying he's helping these artists to take their stories and their situations and use them mm-hmm. to his own advantage. Mm-hmm. And like, he wants to claim he's the good guy and their savior and the one helping them by bringing the situation to light. But he's, but he's using them. in the same way, abusing his power the way yeah. everyone else is by acting like he's entitled to their stories as their director. And he does like this whole yeah. creepy fixation on one actor at a time. At first it was, What's his name from Two Moons Tune? The one who acts like the stalker. Oh, I don't know what his name is. Because oh Um got thrown out of Muda Village because of his relationship to him. Because yeah, they were can't... taking the car together or whatever. Right, I forgot about Which that too. Which Om said himself, <laughs> by the way. Oh this my is, god. This I is not something like that. we brought out of nowhere. This is what Om has wow. publicly said himself. He was oh, thrown yeah. out of Moda Village because he had an inappropriate relationship to one of the actors. Caprao. Caprao. That was yeah. the actor, yeah. After that, he put Caprao in everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then he found Art. And suddenly Art is in everything he's doing. 
And then it's the way he will, like, go around liking tweets, shipping him with his actors and accounts that are shipping him with his actors that might just be alternate accounts that he made. Like, it's just so weird. Like, And when they were doing the Pinoy BL Festival, and he is a close friend to the organizer of the festival, by the way. We know this because we have a clip of the organizer of the festival telling us about his relationship, Tom. (laughs) Anyways, he said he wasn't going. He probably got, like, a heads up that this was going to be a shit show from the organizer, who is his friend. So he put out, like, a thing where, yeah, he's sick, they won't be going, they are a family, so none of them are going. And then he shows up with one person from the cast. And it's like, okay, yeah, did the festival pay for two of you? Is that why you suddenly decided to come? Like, are you literally lying that much? What is going on? Yeah. I don't know. He, he's just such a, like, I have a lot crime. of rage for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had that. Like, we've consciously tried not to talk about him because he is... He is very confrontational. Mm. Like, he will talk on social media. He will dox people. He he has no scruples about, like, shit-talking anyone. And, and he'll, don't like, wanna... search out... He commented on one of our videos. He like, did! From a year he ago. Did on one of the mine other too. month. And, like... A video that was not talking nicely about him. Like, he searches for, for confrontational situations. Yeah. He searches for yeah. confrontational situations. And he does. Um, he also just, like, incites a lot of rage in all three of us. So, obviously, yeah, and you can tell when we get picks, on the topic. <laughs> yeah. And his fans picks up on that. So, a lot of his, like, diehard fans will go and attack anyone who says anything about him. Yeah. But I cannot keep it in anymore. So if we're working to talk about this, I'm just like, yeah, it's coming all out now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he is just like an example, I think, of someone who publicly acts like he's doing good things for actors and artists, but is also very publicly taking advantage of them. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he genuinely doesn't recognize that or just... And- Thinks ha- it's fine. Yeah. Have you noticed how he often talks shit about BL as a genre? Like, he talks like... He was talking about Secret Admirer. He had to rewrite the whole script because it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, he talks so much shit about BL, but he still uses it to get himself ahead. Like, he used to do queer media. That's what he directed before. But he noticed that he was getting more support, more interactions when he was getting into the BL space. So he jumped into that just because he wants clout. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Om that really bugs me is that he has such a grand vision of himself. Like, Mm -hmm. he thinks that he is, like, the Edward Snowden whistleblower (laughs) for, like, the BL industry, when in reality, he is the one inciting more harm than help. Mm -hmm. Without anyone's permission, without, like, any thought to what it could do to the people around him, I just don't understand how he even has, like, a following. 
it feels like a cult, honestly. Yeah, I'll have those. We had someone to come into like the cafe server who saw us like, yeah, we were talking shit about Am because he was doing some crazy <laughs> shit at the time. So we were saying some nasty stuff because he was being nasty. And that person said that we were only saying this stuff because he was an ugly gay. Oh, yeah. that That's so that subjective. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, how... Like, yeah. his own fan came in and said, yeah, you're only saying that because he isn't pretty. <laughs> like, what the uh, that's fuck? That's saying more about you than anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> Insulting like, him no in the one same is commenting on his looks. Like, seriously. There's enough other stuff to comment about. Yeah. Yeah, and he has, yeah. like, a relationships with the author we don't like as well now. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of them having lunch together or something. Dinner. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Yup, yup. Yeah. Arm tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to other terrible stuff. <laughs> As another example, again, this is from the Philippines. Juan Severo, the writer of the screenplay of Gaia Sablicola, allegedly sexually harassed Paolo, who was the lead actor. And this has come out from Paolo, and it also was corroborated by a lot of his one's friends and production and yeah people who... and production team mm-hmm. yeah 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 so yeah i think that one was especially hard for a lot of people to take in because mm-hmm. obviously gaia sa pelicula is a very moving story and yeah. I mean, we all had a lot of attachment to it, but not only that, but, you know, the way he spoke about, Juan Severo spoke about the queer community and why he was writing this story and what he wanted to tell with it, only for it to come out that behind the scenes he was taking advantage of a newer actor who was, you know, seeing, you know, seeing Guy Saplicula as an opportunity to get in on the scene and, and mm-hmm. act in a queer role as a queer person. And, you know, the author or screen writer of the screenplay was then taking advantage of that person. And so I think, yeah. you know, the way he spoke publicly, a lot of people really looked up to him for, you know, a lot of his, his thoughts and the things that he said and the way he brought the story to life. And so, If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, when it came out that he was also taking advantage of one of his artists, it was just like... Yeah, and it also happened around the same time that we, like, or happened after we got the news that we were getting a season two. Mm -hmm. And obviously that was completely scrapped like originally Paolo did say that he was willing to do a season two but Juan Severo couldn't be part of like the screenwriting but later it became pretty obvious that it's not happening and I understand that I mean it has to be a lot for Paolo who enters like the entertainment industry as a gay man to handle all of this. I can't, I can't imagine what other bullshit he's been through. Yeah. I, and he's I such a sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, he's um, luckily now working with Idea First. Um, he did mm-hmm. a film with them, so hopefully he's in much better hands now. From what we know about Idea First, he seems to be in much better hands now, so mm-hmm. it seems like despite everything that he went through, he's he's been a trooper about it, and 
very expressive about the situation and despite the risks that that might have for him, you know, trying to make it in the entertainment industry. But, you know, I think he's gotten a lot of good opportunities since then. And so he seems to be doing better. And, you know, when we spoke to him, he seemed like ready to just close that chapter and that situation and just like move on. So like, I'm happy that he has been able to do that. It seems. Yeah. Yeah, while we're talking about the Philippines, I think like we should mention about Asterisk Entertainment. Is that what they're called? Yes. Or is it just Asterisk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Asterisk. They, yeah, they are taking advantage of their talent with the bullshit contracts and yeah, it's another one of those situations where like people high up in the chain are taking advantage of people who are new in mm-hmm. the industry. Mm-hmm. Like we've managed to anonymously see some of the contracts and stuff, and it's really bad. Like it's how anyone could sign it's anything like, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like it's you're pretty much signing over your life. Yeah. Yeah. And all your finances. Everything. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I think it just plays into as like this whole conversation has. And I think is something that, I mean, Asterisk Entertainment kind of goes beyond the BL industry, but I think there is this recurring theme kind of, of production houses taking advantage of newer actors who are seeing BL as a opening into the entertainment industry. It's happened basically with every rendition of two moons. There was issues with the first one. There was obviously issues with the second one. And I have no doubt there'll be issues with the third one that is somehow still happening. Mm. There's um, a reason we call them snake village. Instead yeah. Of village. Yeah. But it, it just like goes into like that. This and asterisk goes into this bigger trend of, I'm sure entertainment industries all over the world outside of BLM beyond like seeing young people who want to get into the entertainment industry and giving them that opening, but mm-hmm. putting all of these strings attached to it that take advantage of them and harm them in the long run and leave them worse off than they were before they even got involved with a production company. Yeah. There was this whole thing. Do you guys remember back uh, when that terrible, terrible show, but they didn't pay the actor. My Day? My Day? Yeah, mm-hmm. My Day. What P-Y-Y-Y. was the company? I can't, like, it's so far back. It all, but, like, the, it all one of blends the, together. One of the main characters, like, main actors came out with that, like, he wasn't getting paid. He had been really treated yeah. really badly. And he was, like, a TikTok social star before Mm -hmm. he came like into this and he probably signed a bullshit contract again yeah i was watching a video yesterday that is not related to bl but kind of in the same vein of because the way the entertainment industry has changed and so many people are coming from being like social media influencers and tiktokers trying to break Mm -hmm. into the television and film industry it makes it a lot easier to take advantage of them because a lot of them don't have proper management when they're being approached by these these production houses. 
and they are kind of just like looking for whatever opportunity they can get to kind of like yeah. make it big. So it's, it's very common. Like, to, yeah. Contracts are really hard to read because the language mm-hmm. used is really like they do it on purpose. They make yeah, it really confusing. hard mm-hmm. to read them. Like, and this mm-hmm. is a problem in all of entertainment and especially like in music as well. Like, yeah. there's some bullshit contracts yeah. going there. So it, there's a lot of people being taken advantage of. Yeah. Unfortunately, probably a lot more than the examples that we have noted here. And I feel like we've kind of seen a lot of, not a lot of, but like certain shows like Lovely Writer and War of Why kind of Mm -hmm. try to shed light on things that are probably happening behind the scenes, both in different ways. Like I think War of Why, which is airing now, has taken a much darker and more direct approach to specifically the BL industry. And like there's only two episodes out, but like, Jesus Christ, so like, <laughs> it's heavy, um, but like this idea of like cozying up and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations with executives for the opportunity to get a particular role, and like, mm-hmm. that kind of does tie into some of the examples we talked about, and how executives think that they can give you opportunity in exchange for whatever type of favors they're looking for, mm-hmm. and Lovely Writer kind of... They what put a like a route. satire spin on mm-hmm. it, sort of. But those um, underlying issues are still there, like with Gene yeah. being taken advantage of by his production house or his mm-hmm. publishing company and being pushed to write certain scenes or write NC scenes that he wasn't uncomfortable mm-hmm. with. And we see the same thing in War of Why with them being pressured to put on, to act out certain type of NC yeah. scenes that they might not be comfortable with. And and the push um, for fan service, the, mm-hmm. the push for being on the like verge of sexual harassment towards mm-hmm. someone, like really harsh. And, and everything you see in Lovely Writer is stuff that's happened. Yeah. They, like, they, they put yeah. a lot of nods into real life situations. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think those shows, obviously they are dramatized to an extent because they are dramas and that's what happens. But I do think that they are, they both have, both have been trying to and have tried to put a behind the scenes lens in certain different ways of like what the BL industry specifically is like and how that impacts Mm -hmm. actors and what we see on screen and with the fan service versus what's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, I think, you know, taking things like that into mind, we can kind of imagine the stuff that goes on, unfortunately, with a lot of these actors. Yeah, and it's hard, and especially like in countries, like Asian countries, to, to for these people to, these actors to speak out about it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't actually understand like the power dynamics that work into these shows. Mm-hmm. How, like, how much power does the director have? And how inappropriate it is for the director to have any kind of relationship to the actors or anything. Like, you have basically an employer and his workers, employees. Mm-hmm. And for you're gonna have an imbalance in their relationship as long as they're one is the boss of the other. Yeah. And someone is gonna feel pressure, like the person who is on the lower end is gonna feel pressure, no matter if the director means it or not. 
or want to cause anything, like even if they're like a nice person and just、mm-hmm. have caught feelings or whatever, no matter what the situation there, the actor who's under is gonna feel pressure to go into a relationship that they don't want, but they it's the only way they see like them keeping the position they have. Yeah, they don't know what would happen if they refuse that situation, and you know we've seen like with Earth, the negative impacts that that can have on your career and your potential yeah, to like move up in the industry and stuff like that. So you know you see stuff like that happen, and you can, I mean, I I wouldn't be able to speak out either because you know it's,、yeah. it's jeopardizing something you potentially jeopardizing something you work so hard for if you、mm-hmm. you know say no in that situation. Yeah, Earth was the lead actor. In a very popular、yes. series,、mm-hmm. and he was completely blacklisted、mm-hmm. for a year more, something like that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much until he got my secret love slash secret admirer. At the time, he was、mm-hmm. kind of out of the spotlight. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You can just see the real life impacts that it has on people, and it's just like. It kind of goes back to people asking Jeff, like, why he being mad at Jeff for not speaking up in that situation with Beyond Cloud, and it's like, how can you see how these actors have been impacted when their situations have come to light, and then still get mad at another actor for not saying anything? And I don't know. Just, and、oh, even if、yeah. the comments about like Miles having money and whatever, that. Doesn't really money doesn't really carry that far.、Yeah. It's influence that carries the entertainment industry. It's who you know, how like big is the company,、yeah. who you know, like it's all of that. Like a rich person can still get completely blacklisted、mm-hmm. if they find like like it's very close knitted the whole entertainment industry,、mm-hmm. like especially for the higher ups. Yeah, like everyone knows everyone.、And、people so talk. If, yeah, yeah. So if they want to blacklist someone because they're not following the general like consensus, they're gonna get blacklisted. And、yeah. these actors know that. Like、mm-hmm. everyone can be replaced,、mm-hmm. especially in an industry the like authors, BL. As an example. Yeah. yeah, and especially in an industry like the BL industry, where there's constantly new projects and. A never-ending plethora of young guys who are looking to get involved with、Good、BL looking, and get into the industry. Yeah, so and you know you you take that into account and like like you said like they have to be aware of that it's yeah it's so easy to snap a BL pairing or a BL actor or an entire series into like obsoleteness basically and like we've seen、mm-hmm. it happen with pairings and actors and stuff like that so like. There are so many different factors going into why you know someone, even like Mayo, with all of his money and the fact that he's a man, which like it's weird, like denial of things that happen to men. But like,、yeah. even someone like him, like has so many different factors coming into why he might not be speaking up against the stuff that has happened to him. Even though you know he, in the same way that Jeff did, he did speak up in a way, just、yeah. not in the overt way that people wanted him to, which is stupid. 
Yeah, I mean, that's where culture comes into this, because、mm-hmm. in Thai culture, you're not supposed to be loudly telling off your either superiors or people who are older than you. Yeah, that's any Asian that culture. actual culture.、Mm-hmm. So for them to even say anything goes against every grain in their body.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this also reminds me of a related take on the Ken Porsche situation about like the cast being friends with the authors and production team because it brings into question like how friendly you should be with your、mm-hmm. bosses. And like, is、mm-hmm. it appropriate to consider like your director that you're working under your friend, or your、mm-hmm. authors your friend, or、mm-hmm. is that an inappropriate work relationship? I like as a boss. <laughs> I obviously <laughs> I, I have thirty five people working under me, and the problem with being friendly with like being friends with your employees or. More is that you won't be able to do your job anymore because、mm-hmm. sometimes people need to be told what to do, and if you tell a friend what to do, like you need to do this, but you're gonna get resentment, right? It's it's not like it's、mm-hmm. not a mutual relationship.、Mm-hmm. I would be so uncomfortable with. Either having a romantic relationship or having like a proper friendship. Like I'm friendly with my employees,、yeah. obviously,、mm-hmm. but they're not my friends、mm-hmm. because it's inappropriate,、mm-hmm. and they shouldn't know intimate details about me as their boss. Like that's yeah. that's yeah. very inappropriate. And I feel like it goes the other way as、yeah. well because you know if you have a director or a higher up. Getting these intimate details about the actors and their personal lives, and that is stuff that they could leverage against them in the future if they so decided to, you know, try and take advantage of them in that way. So it is like, yeah. No matter how you see, look at it, I as the boss, I'm always gonna have the upper hand because if、mm-hmm. something happens, it's not me losing my job. Mm-hmm. It's the person under me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, it's an unbalanced relationship,、mm-hmm. and it even if it's a friendship, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've definitely thought about that before with like you know certain production houses and the way they interact with their artists and and the relationships that they have with them. Yeah, and like you know, as as friendly as they seem with each other, and as and as much as they support each other and seem to be on good terms, it's like you said, like. That innate power balance is always going to be there as long as one person is working as the director or the producer or whatever in that situation, and the other person is working as an artist in their project. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, that is something really interesting to think about. Yeah, that's why I find the whole situation with Am and his、mm-hmm. fixations to be so disgusting to me, because、mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I feel sorry for these. Actors who have probably like they can't they see an opportunity that's like it. For example, art like he no one else has given him a chance.、Mm-hmm. Mostly because he has a habit of acting out. So like we can speculate about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but no one else has even get like he's been auditioning for years like.、Mm-hmm. 
no one's giving him a chance. And mm-hmm. now Arm um, comes here and he has like hooked him in. Obviously, he's not going to go anywhere because even if it's an inappropriate relationship, he feels like, okay, this is my only chance to even go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So it's a matter of consent. Like, it's it's like forced consent, basically, because you don't yeah. feel like you have mm-hmm. any other choice. Yeah, there's, there's no, like, genuine yeah. choice or... I don't know the word. I guess power that mm-hmm. someone as the like artist or actor holds in that situation to to truly say like yes or no and keep their autonomy in that situation. Yeah, coercion. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, but there are plenty of like if you just pay attention, there are plenty of stuff coming out. There are plenty of situations happening. Oh, I remember Nui had something too. Where was it? I can't remember if it was like his hairdressers or makeup artists or something were really clingy over him. Oh, I don't know about the newy one, but that just reminded me of the Earth one, big Earth one, right, where his right. his team was like taking a video of him getting changed and like posted it online. Him um, yeah. I don't really follow anything that Nui does, so I don't... Yeah, I know, I don't either, but it sort of popped up on my <laughs> on my timeline. I'm just like, yeah. okay. Like, yeah, team. but that goes back into this issue of, like, you know, people's teams and their management and their stylists, you know, posting these videos of them that a lot of the times we revel in, but mm-hmm. how often are actors, like consenting to those videos being posted because in the earth situation he clearly was not aware that the video of him getting changed was posted and so i wonder like what the balance is between the actors being aware of what's getting posted and Mm -hmm. you know consenting to what's getting posted and like you said how much can they consent in that situation because the fan service aspect and how much that plays into them staying relevant and things like that so it's really just like a whole discussion to be had I do feel sometimes that yeah. the industry is very much objectifying these oh, actors. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're nothing more than objects for them to earn money from, have to sell yeah, to their get audience, some like you know. sick, pleasurable reaction yeah. from, or like for example, the Kim Porsche authors, them doing these things to the authors is like it, it has to be like some sick fantasy. They laugh for them. about it. Yeah. They laugh about it. Yeah. Even when, even when the actors are saying, like, yeah, this is true. They touched me this way. Or I don't remember how Maya worded it. Or, yeah. you know, barcode, like, when he was talking about he was taught to give massages. massages. They laugh about it. Like, yeah, it's like a sick little fantasy. Ugh. Now I'm mad again. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's gross. Gross, gross. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I feel like I just there's so much anger for all of these situations what makes me the most angry is that I feel sort of helpless yeah I feel like that's exactly what I was gonna say yeah yes there's nothing we can do other than talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like these are these are actors that a lot of people care about and look up to and in the situation, like with Kim Porsche, it feels like no matter how much you talk about the situation and trend the hashtags and all this stuff, like 
nothing's happening. And so it makes you feel even more helpless in this situation. And it's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about it. And I think bringing light to it is important because like, as we saw with Kayla's video and a lot of the response, like people don't know that these things are happening, even with a series as yeah. big as Ken Porsche, like people mm -hmm. are not aware of what's going on with, you know, people behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. I do think there is a lot of merit in having these discussions, but then like, you still feel like you wish there was more you could do to protect these actors at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't see things that go down on social media just because they mm -hmm. are not chronically online. Like, <laughs> unlike, me. Online. <laughs> That's unlike me. I wish that was me. <sighs> right. So it's like, yeah, spreading awareness to as many people as possible that these things happened, I think mm -hmm. is probably the best thing we can do other than flat out boycotting if yeah. that would serve the situation. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, like I said earlier, like boycotting that book, perfect. 100%. Like the actors are not like, they won't be affected by you boycotting that book. So just yeah. do not buy oh, it. No. And it's going to be a huge dent in their yeah. revenue For because getting authors. translations... Yeah is really expensive, getting them made and everything is super expensive. So if they don't earn any money on this, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something we can do in the immediate future to mm -hmm. have them face some kind of consequence. Yeah, because they know about these accusations towards mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and they, they are not sorry. Very casually, yeah. They are not sorry at all. They think it's fine. They're probably going to continue with it. And probably going to tell these actors that they're not allowed to, like, put any clips up about it or take any videos of it. Mm. They'll just do it when no one's watching. Or I think they get, like, this sick sort of satisfaction over people seeing them do, do stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... You guys listening, have you heard about any situation? Please... Leave them in the comments below on YouTube or send us, add us on, on social media and we'll read it. Like, there are plenty of situations. We've probably missed some. At sometimes a lot of stuff is happening, so it's not always easy to kind of catch everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... But we want to bring light to things if we can because, you know, we have a platform, platform. that we can use to do that. Yeah. 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 So we'll always talk about this stuff, so keep us up to date. Yes. So that's it for this week's episode. We know it was a heavy topic, so thank you for sitting through it. <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode, leave us a, like a rating wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out. And thanks for joining us this week. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, ready? Yes. Blueberry's not ready. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> He was lying down, and then he just decided that, nope, you're going to start something. I need to start moving around and making noise.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.